Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Coming to you live from Alola's Battle Royale Dome, it's the one, the only, Puckle Battlecast. Hello and welcome to episode 34 of the Battlecast. I'm your host, Seth Vilo, here with a couple brilliant people to talk about something a little different than normal. Instead of diving into the um, the Smogon land, we're diving into what's coming up on the Puckle radar. So I have the two brilliant minds behind the Puckle Draft League here with me. Starting off, we've got the one, the only, Mr. Claude Nine. A howdy, howdy, who? And the additional one and only, Dr. Geo. Hey guys, it seems my cooldown for Battlecast is up. Let's go. Your cooldown for battle. <laughs> it, the stars have a. Didn't that happen earlier where Saturn and Jupiter aligned like a couple <laughs> yeah. weeks ago? Yep. And well, here we are back again. I have been summoned to well, Battlecast. Once every 400 years. <laughs> the Titans are released and Geo comes back. That's what happens. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So how have you guys been? What have you guys been up to just any kind of battle-wise, anything to do with anything? Or, you know, I don't whatever. I think we've been spending a lot of time getting season 5 good to go. Or at least yeah. I have. I've spent a lot of time also playing Super Smash. Oh uh, sorry. Super Staff Bros Brawl 4. Super Staff Bros, the best ladder on the anything. <laughs> yep. It, I, it is I, ridiculous and it is absurd and it yep. It looks like fun. Is it still going? It. Yeah, oh, it's still going. Oh, okay, yeah. good. I didn't want to miss out. They're not going to change it for a year. Good. It'll just this be their great. hidden on... Yeah. We'll eventually have format. our own battle cast about Super Staff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would just be... Awful. Chaos. Yeah. Chaos. You guys should do that for one of the uh, poke of the episodes. <laughs> well, you don't pick a team. They give you a random team exactly youtube video you just doing that and just do the episode on whichever one gave you the most success <laughs> oh that that's a fun ladder that's a really fun ladder i need to play it but the other really fun ladder if you want to call it a ladder is the pdl stuff so that's why i've got these guys on we've gotten our people um ha- signups are done for that right is that right 
by the time most people listen to this, yes. it'll be done. There's a few days left, but we're okay. really tight already in yeah. terms of we've, we've had, had a lot a of tremendous. People. Yeah, we've had a tremendous turnout. Okay, so yeah, mm-hmm. on release that'll probably be all wrapped up and everything. So now this is where the folks who who got in um, can start planning out what they want to draft because that take it fr- take it from me what you draft can make or break your uh, your success rate for the rest of the time they say that 90 percent my... of how you do is based on your draft yeah i won one game last time i played it was great one <laughs> the entire <laughs> season <laughs> uh but i had fun the memes i tried did not work but oh well being clefable Meteor Beam Clefable. I I had it for two battles and it died before I could use it. <laughs> so oh, sad. Sad, sad day. I was I was so sad, so upset. It was gonna rock the world. And then like <laughs> the other thing is like the person didn't end up bringing what I brought Meteor Beam Clefable for. Oh no. So I see the team preview and I'm just well shoot, there goes my gimmick. I have no reason to use a rock move. Dag it. <laughs> oh well. But Before we dive into draft, we have just a couple of things in tier time to go over, so we will be right back. It's tier time. And we're back for tier time, and before we dive into it, I'm going to go ahead and pull back the curtain a little bit on why this one's going to be different from the rest. We, at Puckle Plus, are changing up the release schedule next month of when each show comes out. The Battlecast will now be coming out on the second week of each month instead of the last week of each month so with that in mind and with there being two weeks between now and the next one and there's going to be a tier shift in between there and all that kind of stuff we're gonna hold back on a little bit on the depth that we usually go in this tier time it's new year's whatever that's going to be one excuse but also we're we're gonna go more in depth next month when we actually have a little bit more because it'd be silly to talk about all the things that happened and changed this time only for it to be completely different in two weeks so we're gonna run through real fast go through the bands and a couple big effects that we just see as the three of us and that's how we're gonna do it this month so starting off from the top We've got Uber, which recently had the biggest change of any of the tiers a couple months ago with the banning of Dynamax. And now there is a lot of ramification from that. Just mainly, everyone's looking at banning to anything goes either Zacian Crowned or Calyrex Shadow Rider form. Um, is that the sword dog? Yeah, that's okay. the sword dog. I, I was going to say, I don't think the shield dog would be all that <laughs> No, shield dog is bad. The yeah. shield dog is actually looking to possibly be tested in OU. That's how bad it is. I think it's only the crowned version, or the shield version, right? The one that uh, has to yeah, hold the, the item? the rusty shield. Com- yeah. Because yeah. if you can change, if you take its stats and give it any item, it's nuts. It can do exactly. better than OU. But like if you force it to have that item, it, it's yeah. worse, which is funny. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's it's that bad being restricted to that item. But it's a knockoff absorber, so whatever. But anyway, this is this is Uber's, yeah. And um, I, I was kind of shocked reading through the discussion things. I was under the impression that Calyrex Shadow would be the first on everyone's radar it's not it's actually zacian that's first on everyone's radar to mm. look at well zacian's also it's been stupid and broken and very very yeah. good in uber since the dawn of gen 8 yeah it, and i think the biggest thing is you can't suddenly double your hp to counter it anymore now that dynamax yeah. is gone well and that's the big change 
Doesn't it have Behemoth Blade anyway? So, like, what does that matter? It I, does, I, I don't but... Play, I don't play Ubers, so I'm asking questions here. Yeah, yeah, you're good. No worries. Um, it does double the damage, but that might... Or it, double, it doubles the base damage, but it still not might be might not be might not be enough to break past what you're looking at. Like mm. if, for instance, if a Kyogre is Dynamaxed in front of you, it doesn't matter if you Behemoth Blade or not. It's still a resisted move, so it's true. not going to do a lot. Yeah, true. I think okay. it's like the, the like one of the numbers doubles, but and then defense is calculated, and then it takes away from HP rather than oh, it does this much and then just double it. Yeah, gotcha. it doesn't just double the damage. It yeah. okay. doubles the damage base. That's all. Understood, understood. Yeah. And that would that was what was allowing, I guess, things to kind of stick to stick in on Zacian and counter it a little bit more was the fact they could just go big and also crank up the base power of their moves and all that kind of stuff in most cases. So with that gone, Zacian is one person summarized it really well. It has exactly one counter in the entire Pokedex, and that is Quagsire. That's it. That's it. Unaware Quagsire. Yeah, That's because it. that that disables the uh, <laughs> the plus uh, one. <laughs> yeah, what, whatever. That, what's that ability? Uh, Intrepid Sword. Sheesh. Um, all the yes. other things that people are using to check it. The other things that they listed that are possible are Arcanine with Intimidate, meh, Ugh. and Necrozma Duskmane, which Assurance after it takes rocks, switching into the Zacian, an Assurance hit can do like 80% to it. So that's not a counter. That's not enough. Mm-hmm. No. Arcanine yeah. feels bad in a world of Kyogre and Groudon. <laughs> Which is why it's not even like, like that's a, joke. a viable. Yeah. <laughs> I guess your best counter is just running Ditto. That's another reason <laughs> that Ditto's Ditto. use is so high, honestly. Yeah. Uh, we're back to like when OU first dropped. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. You can you can gauge the brokenness of a tier by the usage of Ditto, really. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. But yeah, a lot of teams are forced to run the combo of Eternatus, Necrozma, Duskmane, and Eveltal, which counters or at least checks both Zacian general threats with Eternatus and um, Calyrex. Calyrex, thank you. Yeah, yeah. with with the Eveltal. Uh, tons of teams just have those three. But that's not a good meta if you have to have three of the same thing. Yeah. It's Ubers, so it's mm-hmm. Ubers. Yeah, let's it's move Ubers. On. Oh, well. let's move on. Let's move on. We're probably going to see an anything goes ban, but let's move on. So down to OU, which has had a lot happen in the last month. Um, one thing is, we'll sum it up. Oh, in go two, ahead. We'll, we can sum it up in two sentences. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, we can. Feramosa was banned. That suspect came and went over the last month, and surprisingly within like a week urshifu single strikes suspect test came up so by the time the next battle cast comes out in a couple weeks that'll probably be gone yeah and i can finally sleep easy at night i don't yeah there's no way it stays in i think the only reason why it's been in for so long is it dropped with the last dlc and then you know magirna was a bigger problem at the time and then they brought everything else back and so it just finally his turn is magirna still around or was that banned it was banned, but around. it came back with the DLC too. Okay. It it may be next. I don't know. Let's get rid of Urshifu and see how it does, you know? It's just like when yeah. you have so little counters to it. At least he trans back at the same time. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that, that's yeah. going to be a huge check to it. So I'm not as worried about it. But No. Mm-hmm. Well, Grant, there's always going to be something that's broken or meta-centralizing in OU. 
Yeah, yeah. It, it just eventually happens. and it, it, It's just that it, Urshifu single strike is just a little too strong. There's no way to mm. play around it. Like, you're forced to run something like, you know, physically defensive. Um, As well. Yeah, or Toxapec. I don't know. It, there's yeah. Galarian Weezing is your counter. Until it ironheads you and then, oops. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, that's why a lot of people are annoyed and think like, oh, Toxapex is broken. No, it's because it's common, because Urshifu's common, because that's one of the only things that can switch into it to try and predict when it's going to do. Because you, you throw Toxapex in in case it close combats, and because it can absorb a wicked blow, then you go to the other thing once you know what move it's locked into and let Regenerator heal you out. That's that's the reason that Clefpex is common, is because, oh, he used Wicked Blow. That too, it KOs my physically defensive Toxapex. Let's go to Clefable, which resists it, mm-hmm. as he switches out to a Clefable counter. Yay. <laughs> it's it's very easy to use. It's, yeah. That's a problem, too. It's a, it's a mindless... It's uh, a win button. Yep. Yeah. So I will be happy to see it gone. I don't see anybody making arguments why it should stay that particularly hold water, so... I we'll think see. it could only stay if all the original stuff that dropped down from Ubers stayed in. But that was a weird, chaotic mess of so many OP <laughs> things it. where, like, you're, whatever Mon you started with, if you just kind of won if they didn't have a counterplay to it. Like, well, that's the thing. Is like, stuff. He, he wasn't, like, even in that meta, he was still as strong. It's just there were other things that were stronger that yeah, exactly. made you not want to use it. Yep. So moving down the line... Like I said, we're doing rapid fire here. Um, we've got UU, which if you caught the Puckle Showdown a couple weeks back, you got to watch us all learn this here together. It was a grand old time. It was a hilarious battle series. Um, but a couple things happened there. Ban-wise, Aegislash and Galarian Zapdos were banned by Quick Ban. And also, after a public suspect test, Blaziken was banned to UUBL. Yeah. So... Blaziken was busted. It kind of was. After watching the showdown and seeing people both use and be destroyed by it, down there, yeah, it's busted. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'm hoping with Urshifu gone, maybe Blaziken gets some more usage, but I don't know, man. I'm not convinced yet. Yeah. The thing I worry about is things like Slowbro rising because Urshifu's gone, and Slowbro is a Blaziken stop, so it might make it go even lower. Listen, I don't you, know. If you get a sword stance up, you can two hit KO with Thunder Punch. I mean, true, or just thro- run see, it with Electric. We're just terrain. gonna see, see Coco Lucha come back. Oh god, uh, it's already starting. Why did you say it? <laughs> it's that, and like Tapu Lele, who hasn't seen a lot of play, is gonna just start coming back more. It barely made OU. Like it, it's like thirty eighth or whatever in the list of OU Pokemon, and I think there's only thirty nine slots. Mm-hmm. It barely made OU. <laughs> it's gonna stay yeah. OU. I hope so. People are catching on to how disgustingly powerful Lele is. So we'll find out. Um, jumping down the next tier, it's a really simple one. Are you banned Diggersby? That's uh, yep the only real thing. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. I was surprised I mean, it dropped so far, but yeah. yeah. Are you lost a couple of mons just from usage in UU? But that's about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it lost Slowking and Grimmsnarl just in general uh, to regular tier updates. It also lost. Um, I thought it lost something else. Never mind. Yep. So now we have the tier next up with the biggest amount of change. Nu. Uh, so no, buckle I- up. I disagree. I think NU is fine. Yeah. 
after these bands, I think so. So buckle up. Here's the bands in NU for the last month. <gasps> Lucario, Arctazolt, Durant, Male Indeedy, Heracross, Drought, Poltegeist, Linoon, yes. Sharpedo, Slurpuff, Drizzle, Tornadus Incarnate, Barbarical, and Slowbro Galar. So, weather and a lot of other things. Yep. You can't run weather in NU anymore. Yeah. So Sad day. What they've been doing is they, they started with everybody in OU and they've slowly been moving people down to the tiers they belong in. And each month has its own like shift. Like mm-hmm. we, we see a big NU shift this time. And you'll notice that because there were what? I almost want to say like 50. 50 different things that got added to PU because of these NU changes. Yeah. And it looks ridiculous. I don't want to name all the things that dropped to and the PU because yeah. we would be here in another five minutes. What's seven times nine? I can't think. Sixty-three. That's well, how many things it. dropped. <laughs> Are you sure? Uh, roughly, like with with quick count the column, count the row things. That's right, how so many I believe things it's 60, dropped. I believe it's sixty-six. Um, yeah. Wow. But, yeah. That's that's how much dropped from from NU to PU. So real quick, let's. Uh, I mean, that's NU as a whole. Those are the bands. Yeah. Um, we aren't sure of the ramifications yet. We'll go into more depth, like I said, next month. Next, next show. Month. Not next month. Show. Um, go enjoy next the month. chaos in it's the fine. meantime. Yeah. Next year, we could even say. Next year. Yeah, as a matter of fact. Um, so, yeah, PU, in addition to those 66-ish <laughs> things that Claude was mentioning... Um, you can find the graphic on the smoke on Twitter, on the smoke on Facebook, in the thread, in the forums. Um, you can find that. And there'll be another one by the time this comes out. Um, they also unbanned everything that they had previously had in PUBL to try them out again. So that is uncharted territory. Except for the things they immediately banned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There were yeah, certain yeah. things that dropped from NU to just NU, uh, BL. Right. Yeah, um, those were the, the the things there that don't have high enough usage for being fully NU. Absol, Arctivish, Galvantula, Golurk, Hitmontop, Magneton, Mesprit, and Scyther. That was kind of a fun, do I recognize this Pokemon sprite <laughs> quiz? That was, good job, me. Oh, uh, next we'll have Geo name everything that dropped from NU to PU <laughs> and see what he gets right. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can just do the three, uh, you know, forms there of our boy. Silvalli, <laughs> Silvalli, so so and Silvalli. Yeah, Yay, you got it. Uh, it's Yeah, there's three forms, three uh, colors. Let's see. You Looks got like- you got a, you get a white thing and a, a gray mon, uh, something <laughs> with wings, another mon with wings, something pink. Um, One of them poison. Big tree, steel, two things with sword arms. Uh, kind of a tree, a big rock, uh, another bat, big rock. The champ. Let's just get our Gen 1 mons out of the way. There we are. There it is. Okay. Uh, Gen 1-er. I'm surprised Golbat dropped. Thinking about it, like that's one of Thatch's favorite things to run in, in draft. It's a lot of fun in general. Um, I don't it, I, I also like it. Yeah, well, I expected it to keep rising. And Roserade's down here. I remember using oh. that thing, get the plug-in, back in Gen 4. Wasn't Roserade just like NU or RU not too long it ago? It was. Yeah, it was NU dropped to PU by this graphic. Like, holy mackerel. Oh, man. But anyway, that is the rapid-fire tier time that we've 
gone through. Uh, again, we'll have more analysis next show. So without dilly-dallying, let us proceed on to the topic. We'll be right back. And now for our main topic. And welcome back to the topic. We have with us the two brilliant minds, as I said earlier, behind the Puckle Draft League. And so we're going to talk Draft League because that's coming up. We're going to start building our teams. Do we have a draft day or anything like that fully determined yet or still in the works? Claude, you want to take this one? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) We have a day. (laughs) If I'm putting you on the spot, planned out. Can we announce what it is? No. Uh, Sounds good. But we have something. We are waiting on a couple of responses to let us know what's going on. Perfect. Uh, Before we announce whether it's going to be a fast draft, a slow draft, a... I mean, shield will always be slow, but fast for, you know... As long as we can get everyone in on it. If, like, we're kind of a little tired of people missing for one reason or another, it just... Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. It, it I think fun for the people that miss. And, no. You know. So I think we have all, I think we're waiting on like one or two people. I think mm-hmm. two. One yeah. is like a hard maybe, and then the other is a needs to get a work schedule. So Yeah. So it's like, if the work aligns with us, there will be a fast draft on a day. If not, it will be a slow draft for everyone, and we can all deal with it. Yep. yep. Awesome. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, it's good that you guys are trying to get everyone's consideration and buy-in too so that's really good yeah but yeah so we're we're talking the preps that you need to start kind of considering and making before draft day so tell us there's a couple changes between this draft and the ones that we have done before can you guys enlighten me a little bit on what's different about this draft versus like pdl4 okay the biggest change from pdl4 is we have brought s tier back yeah. Um, <laughs> with Crown Tundra, it dropped a ton of top tier mons, right? Um, mm-hmm. So we were left with either a super inflated A tier or we start bumping things up into S. And uh, we spent a lot of time, all the admins, figuring out what should be S, what should be A, um, and kind of rebalancing around that. So it's yes. a very top heavy, I would say, this season compared to old seasons. I wouldn't say uh, it's debatable. Heavy. It's debatable. So, like, to counteract a lot of that, uh, we did in, input uh, a change to A tier, where normally we've had it be costing 180 points, but this time it's going to cost 200, just mm-hmm. so that way you are taxed a little harder. Because we've noticed that, at least in the past couple of seasons, where you can just draft, like, a couple of A tier mons, not care about your problem of your draft, and you have just an incredible lineup no matter what. I I suppose before we get too far, uh, do we want to give just a very quick overview of what uh, Pokemon Draft League is? Um, Sure, go for it in case people are brand new, yeah. Yeah, so at least how ours works, um, it's similar to like a fantasy football league. Um, We have a certain number of players, we call them coaches, Um, it goes through a snake draft. Um, There's a pool of Pokemon that we've tiered from S down to E. You're required to take one from each tier, and then you have a certain number of points that you can spend on other mons. Once a mon is selected, no other player can take that Pokemon. So only one person can get a Rillaboom, one person can get an Entei, so on and so forth. Um, And then you you battle out each week, and, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, so 
just to go in further depth, we do have a whole rule sheet on the doc, on the doc, on the Discord. Uh, if people are interested in learning more about it, we will be announcing all the coaches on January 3rd, and then the draft order on the 4th, I believe, is what we've established. So, but as far as it goes, the point is that you draft, I think, 10 mons over the course of either a couple hours or a couple of days, and then each week you go into battle and be like, oh, I know what my opponent has. Let me prepare my team to best beat my opponent. And they're mm-hmm. also doing the same for you. So it becomes a, it's a very, it's a team building, like strategic skill, strategy, fun RNG based game. I'm trying to think of all the other buzzwords I could throw in there. <laughs> Pretty good summary, I think. Yeah. Um, I think that captures most of it. Yeah. The other change that we are doing is we are changing the number of uh, trades that you are allowed. We've normally allowed three trades per season. I think they're like regular free agent trades. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, this time we are upping that to a minimum of four or a, uh, a minimum of four. And depending on if we do a fast draft, we may jump that to five just oh. so that way people have a little more flexibility with their team. Cause if you only get one minute to pick and you realize, Oh, I should have done this with my team instead. And at the end of the draft, it's like, all right, cool. There's a break, there's time. And then we'll announce when everything will be yeah. up and running. You can, try and make changes to your team without much penalty i like that a lot yeah <laughs> for my own reasons i like that a lot <laughs> yes but it, it, <laughs> should, it should help a little bit yeah we're trying to make it a little more fair for everyone uh, that was one of the big comments we got from last season was that people wanted mm-hmm. little, some more trades so we debated doing like a 24 hour like free period if you can do whatever you want in those 24 hours but that can just be a yeah. mess that's a, a little, little too much. That exactly. kind of defeats the purpose of the draft. Yeah, exactly. I think the other big thing is we've we're stopping trades much earlier in the season. Um, Halfway. So, yeah. Uh, okay. Try and limit some people that just want to dump their teams like with two weeks left. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. Yeah, the, we've we've seen that a couple of times where it's like, oh, I can't make playoffs. Um, let me trade my best couple of mons to this person so that they have a better shot at, at winning. And like, no, 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 Mm -hmm. that's not how this works. You don't see that in like professional sports. Like, oh, what do you know? Uh, LeBron (laughs) didn't make playoffs. Let's trade him to a team that's on the playoffs (laughs) and they can give him to somebody who will. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we can get back on the track. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So like the Pokemon themselves. Yes. So I think the easiest thing to do is just starting with it. Like we're going to have 18 to 20 people in each draft and there are... 26 S tier mons. Now, we per- uh, there are not 26 mons that are deserving of S tier. Let me start out with that. <laughs> However, we didn't want to force it to be like, oh, well, you have these 20 mons and you're guaranteed you have to pick one of them. Like, and then all of them will be picked by at some point. We wanted to give some flexibility because some people may value things higher or lower than other people and you by no means have to select your S tier first, but that is the most limited and restricting tier out of all of them. So it's highly recommended that you get your You at least have an idea of what yeah. you want before you go into the draft. Like exactly. I kind of just yeah, airball my choice of S tier. Like, ah, this one's fine. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things where like once we announce the draft order, you can actually start preparing. Because there's a big difference between, oh, I am in within the top five to pick. And it's like, oh, cool. I can yeah. base my entire draft. I can make five different drafts in my mind about different S tiers I can get versus being like, 18 or 19 and it's like oh okay so i'm gonna not get my top tier s choice but i could get something else 
and it varies on how you want to build your draft and go from there. And it also varies if you're in the middle. Like if you're nine and or ten, nine through basically eleven is just a weird spot to be in. I agree. Mm-hmm. I think nine through twelve is like the middle, and it's like you don't really get a good spot. But granted, no. that's enough to get a good solid S tier. Yeah, and a decent it, it, like it, it's not the worst spot anymore. I, I've been seeing more and more drafts where if you are in the middle, your drafts turn out a little better based mm-hmm. on just I, because you have these like especially when there is more power, it's you're getting more of a balance and you're not having like a weak side where I, I feel like you can end up with being on one of the wheels. I, I feel like it's almost a bait to get one of the higher picks too. Because you can, you can mess it up. Like if you don't pick something that ends up being broken later, like then you're left with like weaker A tier mons mm-hmm. and a weaker S tier mon. So it's it's tough. You, yeah. There's a lot of pressure, I think, in those first couple picks. Yeah, like there are in my mind. I I can look at this and I see there are probably five, maybe eight, really solid S tier mons that I consider like very good. You should pick these and build a team around them. If you don't pick one of those in the top eight, you have a lot more work you have to catch up on later. You'll have to look for mm-hmm. steals and things like get back to you to make work in better fashion, I would say. Yeah. yeah it's all it's all a crapshoot of, like, granted, if you are the number one pick, you have, like, 30-something picks before it's back to you. You better hope that your next two picks can make up for that. Yeah. That's a real hard time. Yeah. I, I've been number one before. I've been like 28th before. It's It varies. It really does change how you approach it. And there there is no one best spot between like number one, number 10, number 12, 13. It's all about how you pick and what you find. And a lot of the time, the most important thing is being versatile and being able to adapt to your position. Mm-hmm. Because if you get something later, it's like, this shouldn't have dropped to me. I should take this. But will that then screw up the rest of your plan? Or how quickly can you adjust on the fly, especially if you're in the fast draft? Right. Yeah. Um, I I think, <laughs> depending on who you ask, some people put quite a bit of time into their prep for the fast draft. Um, I I know our little team building, we, we do put in quite a bit of work in terms of ranking mons in each tiers. Oh, yeah. I have a lot I, of that set already. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it, it really, it's just kind of to speed things up because when things are happening, you know, one minute at a time, you blink and it's your turn to draft. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And that's the thing is if you're in the middle, you have less time. You have 20 I, I, minutes between each pick. Whereas if you're on one of the ends, you can think 30 minutes between, okay, I made this pick. I have 30 minutes to figure out my next thing. Yeah. I've had it a couple times where, like, the person two slots before me picked what I was targeting, so now I have 120 seconds to figure out what I'm going to replace that slot with. Oh, yeah. So I've got a... You want to have your ideal pick and a couple backups kind of in mind if you can. At all but times. But don't, don't be too dedicated to it. Like, things will go awry, things will screw up, so be ready to adapt. Which, and that's what trades are for later on. Yeah, so. yeah and, and, and this is kind of a good segue into talking about roles on teams that you want to draft for anyway because like if you're dead set on like alakazam you're looking for this like special wall breaker sweeper 
have an idea of other mons that fill that same niche for your team, whether it's another psychic mon, another high special attack, whatever you were actually looking for in that Alakazam. Um, yeah. And I, so like if Alakazam goes two, two rounds before you, like, or two picks before yours, you, 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 it's easier to come up with that backup instead of just like, uh oh. It's yeah. not it's not easy, but it is easier. I think the more you can generalize what you want to do and like break that down into uh oh, okay, uh, I like big bulky offense or I really I like to play lie. stall or I want to be very aggressive all the time. You can break mm-hmm. that down into specific pieces of oh, okay, I would like to find a mon that can set up a sword stance just sweep a team. And then yeah. that let, mm-hmm. that gives you an idea of okay, let me look through all the Pokemon that are available, throw all the tiers, but okay, who can I pick that can do this? Or I really like Shell Smash. I want a Shell Smash user. You can figure yeah. out who you can use. And it gives you more options. And then when you're drafting, it's like, okay, I want to draft this thing now. And then you can look and figure out, okay, I only have these amount of points. I want to grab this thing. Or can I afford to grab something else if it's not on this list of stuff that I want? Like, it's a matter about figuring out the roles, and, like, I almost draft by role half the time, rather than the mod itself. Just because yep. I think it's... It keeps me I, more flexible. I, I try and keep two things in mind when I'm drafting, and it's... Well, I got... Okay, it's a lot more than two. Uh, I'm gonna rewind <laughs> it a little bit, and just kind of bring it back to, like, what if you're kind of newish to draft? Because um, we're talking about a lot of, yeah, I sure. feel, more advanced concepts here. Uh, I think you can kind of start off pretty simple and, you know, build a good draft around this. And you kind of want to get two things. You want to get your two cores set up. And I, you, this is by no means saying you have to have them. Your fire, water, grass core and your fantasy core. So uh, just to give you a quick tidbit, the reason why those are cores and considered good cores is because they have good synergy with each other. A lot of the yes. times they check each other's weaknesses, which is the whole purpose that they're called a core. You by no means need to have a fire, fire, water, grass, or a fairy, no, dragon, steel like, core. Like I, I wouldn't get into round six and be like, all right, I don't have my water type. What water types are on the board? I wouldn't get into that. But like, if you have those and you have drafted some mm-hmm. type of win condition, like a super fast mon that hits fast or, you know, is a really good priority user um <laughs> lanoon extreme speed comes to mind <laughs> <laughs> um i i think if you're fairly new that can set you up to at least be in a good position to win games you yeah. still have to win them but you, you kind of cover your bases that way of you you have most of your roles fit as long as you you know good synergy between your typings and you have a win condition mon who will win games for you. Yeah. Cause you the have more to synergy eventually... you have between your mons, the better off you are. Yes. Um, and, and that's what we've seen, I think, in the past couple seasons of draft is these winning teams have more in synergy with each other than like necessarily using the most broken mons in the tier. Like there's still yeah. stuff that's broken about them, maybe you could argue, but um, <clears throat> there's just a lot of like, it, it works well together where you can't address all the threats at once. Or they cover each other's weaknesses enough where if you try, if you focus too hard on breaking one thing, you can't break something else. Exactly. Yeah. And we've purposely left a couple of things either very high or very low in the tiers. So that way you can build some of these cores and have fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I noticed that things like the C tier and the D tier and even the E tier are just gigantic. And those are kind of the cheaper things. So, you know, finding the budget version of the Pokemon that you really wanted but don't have enough points for is kind of a fun thing. Like, for instance, if I really wanted to draft Reuniclus because I am a monster and incredibly evil, but if I don't have enough points for it, Duosion can kind of accomplish the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it's E tier. Mm-hmm. I just have to be ready to accommodate for how different it is from actual Reuniclus. Yeah, it's the same thing with Ferrothorn and Barisid. They're uh-huh, two different which I've tiers, done several but times. do very, diff- very similar things sometimes. Yeah, mm-hmm. there, there's like budget versions of other Muns. Exactly. Um, there's Budget Panda. I think he's C tier. Pangoro? Pangoro is D, I believe, still. Oh, D? Okay. Well, I mean, he's budget. He's yeah. budget or Shifu. Yeah. Just without the speed. Uh, and the Wicked Blow, but that's kind of important. Uh, yeah, a little bit. But yeah, so there's lots of ways you can go to the draft. It, I, it's probably a little intimidating when you first look at it, but I would even say when when we announce everything and you start to prep, almost even do it top-down. Definitely take the time, though, to mm-hmm. rank your choices through each of the tiers because that'll help you because i feel even in the slow draft when it gets to your turn uh that time can go by fairly quickly if you're not paying attention to discord yeah Mm -hmm. and uh, and draft position determines a lot like i wouldn't i I don't start doing a lot of my real prep until i know where i am in the draft yeah Yeah. there's no real point um like you can kind of mentally say hey this mod looks good in this tier or that yeah but like you, things look good everywhere until it's like, oh, okay, I am the third pick overall, and then at that point it's okay. Let me plan out my first three picks that I would take in order, so that way if one's gone, it's gone. Two is gone, okay, and then I like I'll do that. All right, cool. If I get one of these three mons, what teams can I build off of them? What mons synergize well with this? And then I just start building out more and more flow charts off of that to be like, okay. We start with this at the top, and then we just start building off that until we get to a good point. And even if you're later on in the picks, like, I've done it several times where it's, okay, cool, I'm going to draft my top 20 mons and figure out which ones I want, what I don't want, what's still around. Do I want anything in a tier below or higher that fits things better? And it becomes a giant game, like a giant puzzle to figure out. And that's all a lot of draft league is, is getting things that it's a puzzle. Trying to figure out yeah. what you have and how you can best your opponent in a creative way or in a brute force way. It all it all works. Yeah, I, I think that's why most people are drawn to it is because of the sheer amount of like pu- puzzling and problem solving you get to do. Because yeah. no two matches are the same. No, e- even if two coaches face each other with the same 10 months twice, <laughs> there's bound to be differences after the first yeah. match. You make adjustments. Um it's a really creative way to see how some people are able to use mons in different ways, um, too, with different move sets or just some items get usage that don't really see too much. Like I think the British gent used the utility umbrella. Nice. Um, like he switched it or he tricked it onto a rain dance mon, and it was like, oh, <laughs> I, that's that's clever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there, there's some there's some fun interactions that you don't normally get to see. The legend of Thunder Ferrothorn. Oh yes. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I, I I feel like if you're that Shambles and Ozzy. 
Huh? That was that was Shambles. Uh, yeah. Oh, I forget who and and Sigma. Oh, Shambles yeah, and Sigma. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Baltimore or Corios. Yeah, Sigma had a Pelipper and he felt it was safe on a Ferrothorn, and Ferrothorn whipped out Thunder and knocked it out. Uh, oh, instant tilt! I can guarantee it. <laughs> I would be. <laughs> and that's oh, yeah. and that's the fun part is who knew Ferrothorn got Thunder, right? And then it has to hit and connect. Uh, well, it was that, raining already. Oh, it was raining already. Nobody. Perfect. Never mind. After because that, the Pelipper everybody. was in. <laughs> but like that, that just shows the fun you can have. Like we've had a bunch of crazy things happen, so mm-hmm. you never know. And that's the fun part is just watching the matches and seeing who can do well. And then, yeah, yeah we have a longer season this time as well. I think it's twelve weeks or thirteen weeks, twelve games versus yeah. I think nine what we did last time. So we're moving it on a little bit more. We think it's going to be fair that way. Yeah, uh, less, um, more, we've added wildcard slots back in, because we're just going to do the two conferences again. Um, yeah. So that should be more fun. Um, it removes the stigma of there being one blood conference and the other being quote-unquote easy, whether that's <laughs> true or not. Um, now there's really no excuse. There's more wildcard teams that can get in the playoffs. Yeah. A blood um, conference. So, like... <laughs> It is entirely possible for the playoffs. I forgot what we said it to. I think like we have, I think we chose to, like if there's twenty teams. Ish. I think this time we're doing twelve, so it's slightly more than half. We the NBA now. Yeah, just so that way it's we're giving more people an opportunity to play and have fun and do well. And I think that's the main purpose that we want to get across is that this is PDL. This is fun. We are by no means the best draft league players in the world, but we like it and we enjoy it, and we've been doing it for five seasons now so yeah we're doing something right and we want to just keep having fun and that's the most important thing i'm really glad we were able to split up into two leagues because i because it was a problem i think when you got these brand new people coming in and you know they face like one of us or a fact luigi and it's like so could you tell me what ev training was like <laughs> nothing personal kid let's go <laughs> yeah i'm sorry yeah. for what's about to happen no. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I remember that happening when we used to be on cart, where people didn't always have the ability to get the different mons every single week. So, But yeah, now that like we're on Showdown, it's so much easier. You don't have to uh, worry about it. Yeah, That was a change I was a little worried about, and then after it happened, I was like, I don't know why I was worried ever. No. Yeah. I, I think you get more people because of it. Yeah. just And the wide variety of stuff that you can do. It's like, oh, I didn't know this Pokemon got this move. How does it get this move? Wait, I don't care. Yeah, it doesn't matter. From Gen 3, yeah. Ugh. It gives me weird soft boil vibes, man. Yeah, uh, right? Exactly. Which oh, was a pain, uh, even if you had the ability to gen on cart, because you had to know the exact origin story of the money exactly. gen. Exactly. Ugh. Never again. Yeah. One other thing I'll throw out there, which Claude has to remind me of every time I look at this draft ladder list, is that just because something is good in OU or not good in OU, does not mean it will be good or bad in draft. Yes. They are not directly... They're, they're slightly related, but not directly related because of the weird ways that teams have to be built by the rules. Um, that and there's only one of each mon. Yeah. You, you don't need to worry about uh, spectriers running around on every single team because only one person will have it. And because, yeah. like, if you look at everything in A... and Sorry, in S tier, none of the S tier mons can be together. And if you look at that compared to OU, that's 
I want to say about half of OU, if not more. Yeah, right. it really is. So, like, you, you're basically taking, all right, so none of OU can, like, you will have pieces of things. So, it, like, there are things like Necrozma. Necrozma is a very, very good modern draft. And what is it? PU? Yeah. Something it, like that. And that's just, because it has such a wide move pool that when you can base your matchups on a week-to-week basis, it becomes that much stronger. Whereas when you're playing on the ladder, it's just a another mine. And you have to prepare for everything at the same time. And usually you're just running stab coverage and you lose start types or something. Mm-hmm. 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 But here it can be a you know a tanky um, toxic machine. It can sweep. It can set it, um, hazards. It, it does so many things. And it can and be both physical and special. So it, you never really know. Yeah, yeah. And that's it's why scary. it's it's the versatility of a mon makes it that much more powerful. It's like things like yeah. an, uh, Infernape are always an incredible mon in draft because it can be physical. It can be special. It can. It's, it's fast. It has priority. Nice. It has ha- it has both priorities too. It has yeah. vacuum wave and lock punch. Yep, it has it's hazards. I think it has will o wisp, slack off. Like it, yeah. it has a bunch of like crazy moves that you never know what it's going to do. Gen, so Gen always- four starters were just built different, man. Yeah, it's a it's a shame they're not here. <laughs> but like that's the, that's the fun part is you have to then figure out all right what did that what are they going to do how can I prepare for that and the other thing that we've decided this time that I think is going to be interesting is we're not releasing the conferences or the schedule until after the draft. So you'll have no idea who you're going to play until after you've drafted your team. <laughs> nice. I like that. That's fun. So you're not yeah. looking at what they're drafting and being like, oh, crap, now I've got to counter that. There wasn't I like that. too much of it, but even some metagaming like that, we just felt was anti-fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it's one of those so. things where, like, is it going to make a big impact? No, not at all. But I know I've done it where it's like, oh, gosh. Uh, wait, the guy who drafted Tapu Koko, all right, he's not in my conference. I don't actually play him at all. I don't have to worry about this. And I can yeah. draft uh, draft differently accordingly. I, I can get my <laughs> ground type halfway through the draft, whatever. Yeah, we it's not as, as important to get early. <laughs> Whereas with 20 I people. I should grab Halucha to steal it. Yeah. It, exactly. It's like, oh, I should grab this now, but you could be facing it one week. Or you may not know. Yeah. Especially when you're going to be playing 12 games out of 19, 20 people. You're going to probably play most. You're going to play most people is the answer. So prepare for everybody or prepare for no one. It's all the same. (laughs) (laughs) I got to hand it to you guys. Every time that we do one of these draft league things, it's a little bit better every single time. And I, I really think you guys are doing a fantastic job handling it and coming up with ways to improve it. Little tweaks and, and changes. So just props you to wait you guys. till you see the doc. We oh have gosh, we have added. Uh, so Ozzy has come up with some brilliant, brilliant technical stuff in there. And then I've taken a couple of pieces of things that I've, I've seen before. And I'm like, oh, this looks cool. Let's add this in there. And Ozzy's found a way <laughs> to do it. And it, wow, like the, I'm most proud of the team page. The new team page, I think, looks so cool and has so much good information on there to help new players, old players, everyone, that it's going to just be awesome. Uh, Well, I'm excited. Looks good. Um, We also have the weekly streams coming back with hopefully better than last year. Yeah. Uh, And the fact that getting better, crap. Yeah, we're we're always going to get better. We're going to, you know, try and pump out more positivity this time. And Uh, we just except for content rolling out. 
Sword is going to be a bloodbath, and we're going to trash everybody because we can. Yeah, that's more fun. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, well, but- I'm really excited for this. I think we've done a pretty good job kind of giving an idea, giving a coverage idea of what's coming down the pipeline for draft. Um, Before we hop off. Yeah, go for it. Geo, what is your favorite mod to use in draft? <laughs> I figured uh, we'd go through everybody. The favorite that I've used in draft has to be Dreadagon. <laughs> it's D tier, but it just it's your physical pivot always. Like you, you can't attack it. Like and, and you, you spend no value on getting him. It's it's wonderful. I think I've had it twice now. Yeah. Three times. It's good. Seth. What about you? Oh boy. Uh for me, I gotta say that I really like the Ditto strategy. Because that whole thing that Claude said earlier about, oh, if if there's only one in the draft, ha ha ha, joke's on you. No, there's not. I have a ditto. I can do it too. And it also really discourages the opponent from having a runaway setup sweep. Because if they even consider building it, like even in building the team, they have to build their team in a different way for the ditto threat. I will say there are a couple of traps to that. Anytime there's yeah. an ability like, uh, I think, Unburdened. Ditto does yep. not copy the unburdened boost. Correct. Yeah. So like I, I, I've been in a situation where I've had Halucha pop off from like an electric seed, and then someone brings in a Ditto thinking they're going to k- kill it, and I still go faster, and acrobatics is stronger for me. Yep. Exactly. Like, acrobatics is another thing that helps counter the Ditto if you are. That's when you counter the counter with electric counter the counter. seed Ditto. Yeah. Exactly. There you go. You gotta, you gotta know the tricks to get behind it. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine that electric seed ditto just to go? Oh my god. So you, so you copy the halucha, get the electric seed boost. Actually, does that work like that? And then pray you, pray you're faster. Wait. So was was electric seed seed go off before the transform or no? I don't know the mechanics. I don't on know. That. I, actually. I, I, would, I would test that before you go into yeah. a battle. Yeah. This is the fun part where we get these crazy scenarios of like, oh, does this happen? And I can't tell you the amount of times I've like had a one on one battle with someone in Showdown just to test an obscure thing. I'm like, bring whatever you want. I need to know how this works. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I need I need to know the order of which these like effects proc. <laughs> it I remember it was in a draft league that I learned that um, magic bounce reflects parting shot so they tried to parting shot my sableye and now the sableye bounced it back and i could switch out i had that with clear body <laughs> they were they went to parting shot i had a mon with clear body i think it was a metagross and it, nothing happened I, my <laughs> nothing stats couldn't happened. be lowered and he couldn't switch out oh so he tried to switch out before. and clear body activated i my stats weren't lowered he didn't switch out and suddenly i hit him with a meteor mash and it was like well <laughs> oh huh yeah, Granted, I that think, was back in Gen 7, and I hope that's still the case now. This one isn't yeah. as obscure, but I still found out during battle. Uh, court change switches screens? Yeah. Yeah. Including Aura Veil? <laughs> Oof. So that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, How about you, Claude? What's your favorite thing to run? Oh, gosh. So, and this is this is my favorite thing just because it's a meme, but oh, I, no. I love Linoon. Of course. Even in C tier, I think it is still really, really powerful. Because A, it's 100 base speed. Extreme speed is faster than everything else. And belly drum gluttony. Yeah. Like, and it has stomping tantrum now to actually dent steels yeah. instead of shadow claw. Uh, stomping tantrum, you have shadow claw, you have throat chop, seed bomb. 
it can do a lot for about everything. Granted, yeah. it's it's not the best thing, and it needs a lot of support. Yeah, but, but it can sometimes work. Sometimes you can sneak it in there. Oh yeah, like it's one of those things where it's like you hate to draft a C tier that you're going to bring like two or three times, but it's one of those that like you don't want to bring to every matchup because it is very predictable. Yeah, like I believe what you can run a Chilon Berry, and suddenly your extreme speed is halved, and now you're a sad, sad Linoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So like, no, it, bring that, bring that normal gem extreme speed Regieleki. That's what you bring. <laughs> is normal gem even around anymore? Yeah, that's the only one. Okay. Oh. Huh. Okay. Yeah, but like, there are so many things with terrains that we have not explored yet. Oh yeah, that are around because we have so many more terrain setters, and now steel rollers a thing. So yeah. we'll see if we get I tried to see to do any that. fun interactions. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap it up there. Um, in the spirit of this being a shorter episode, we are not doing a team of the episode this month. We'll catch you next month with that. So we're just calling it here, wishing you guys a happy new year, and uh, hoping the next one isn't as interesting as this one has been. So. This one, this episode comes out on New Year's Eve, so you know, be safe out there. Happy New Year and all that kind of good stuff. And uh, if you like what you hear, listen to Puckle, the big main feed on the actual Puckle feed instead of Puckle Plus, where you're hearing this. We c- those have shows every Monday. In addition, Puckle Plus is, as I mentioned earlier in the show, we're doing a little bit of a shuffle with the order of shows um, starting next month, where the first episode of the month is going to be Game Corner. The second is Battlecast, third is TCG Cast, and fourth Thursday is the uh, Trivia Rewind. Tri- tri- blah, blah, blah. Wow, I can't talk. Trivia Rewind. So, tune into Puckle Plus, catch our other shows there, and also join our Discord. That's where all the magic happens, including this draft stuff, as we've mentioned several times, and any other events that we have. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and if you can support us, you can do that through TeePublic or our Patreon page. We greatly appreciate everything. It makes us all sound better. It goes right back into building the community. So, until two weeks from now, when the next episode of Battlecast comes out with the new schedule, I have been Seth Vilo. I've been Claude9. And I'm Dr. Geo. And we'll catch you guys next time.
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.